Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. We're so glad you have joined us for this audio sermon. You can find a full archive of sermons on our website, holycommunion.net. This sermon was preached by me, the Reverend Mike Angel, Rector of Holy Communion, on Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2020. Merry Christmas. In the name of the God who chose and who chooses the vulnerable, the weak, and the poor, may I be the first to wish you officially Merry Christmas. I never imagined a Christmas quite like this. I never imagined keeping the church's doors locked up tight on December 24th. But for those of you who chose to tune in tonight, and to worship with us on live stream, or to listen later to the podcast, let me say officially, Merry Christmas. I, I want to explore a pretty simple thought with you tonight. It's simple. It's this. 2020 has been an awful year. And this year, this year may bring us emotionally closer to the Christmas story, the actual Christmas story, than any Christmas in my memory. And you see, we have a pretty romanticized vision of Christmas. All the Renaissance paintings of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, all beautiful, lush, and clean robes, all with skin the color of porcelain. Sure, they're in a stable, but it's roomy. The straw looks like a good prop. Already you see the image breaks down. You see, we tend to juxtapose this story with a great deal of nostalgia. I'll own that some of my favorite memories from childhood come from Christmas time. Even as a small kid, I can remember it felt like this time of year was special. We ate extravagant meals, made long trips to see relatives, spent hours decorating and singing. And as a clergy kid, honestly, we spent days and days at church. But Mary, Joseph, and Jesus were not upper-middle-class upper white Americans. And they weren't even Italians. Our usual Christmas images are pretty distant from the original story. And this strange year, I got to be friends with an artist I've long admired. Holy Communion now is home to the icon Mama, written by Kelly Lattimore. And we blessed the icon this summer, not long after Kelly finished the last layers of paint and varnish, not long after the death of George Floyd, which occasioned the work. You can see Mama right here behind me. When I first came to know Kelly through another icon, Refugees, La Sagrada Familia. This icon depicts Mary, Joseph, and little Jesus just a few weeks after the story we hear tonight. They're on the run. And Matthew's gospel tells the story of the Holy Family's flight to Egypt. And in Kelly's image, Mary carries pink plastic shopping bags. Joseph wears a backpack and a worn ball cap on his head. They look like the refugee families fleeing Central America through Mexico. And Kelly's work has occasioned quite a bit of pushback. And some Christians have taken offense at Jesus depicted with features like George Floyd. And some Christians take offense at the Holy Family depicted as modern-day migrants. 
Not long after the birth, according to Matthew, the Holy Family has to flee more political persecution. They go as refugees to Egypt. And the lives of Mary, Joseph, and the infant Jesus were much closer to the lives of the Central American migrants I've met than they were to my own life today or to the lives of my parents when I was growing up. The stress levels faced by Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, the long, arduous journeys, the sense they didn't have a choice, they weren't in control. Fast forward to this year. If I'm honest, part of what I'm grieving this Christmas is a loss of control, or at least a sense of control over my own life. I'm grieving a loss of control over my work. If I'm honest, part of why I love Christmas so much is because I love making the magic happen for other people. I love the moment we dim the lights and folks sing Silent Night. I love watching the faces of grandparents as their grandkids tell the Christmas story. I love sitting around the table months earlier with our music director and children's ministry leaders and making decisions about how the drama will play out. And that night, Christmas Eve night, I love being the ringmaster for the holy night. I love having a front row seat as the congregation encounters the story again. The Irish poet and contemplative Pedro Talmo would tell me, hello, lack of control. And Pedro likes to say hello to those things in life that are difficult or important. Say hello to whatever might also be a teacher. Hello, lack of control. This Christmas, I'm not in charge, not here at the church, not at my own home. I can't will away the pandemic. I can't change the health guidelines so I can see my family or share a big table with friends. And frankly, I know that my little family is lucky. Ellis and I share our life with a two-year-old. I get a front row seat to Silas learning about Christmas and opening presents, and that makes me, again, so privileged this year. But I still find myself grieving, grieving the Christmas I wish I could have made. Hello, lack of control. And I know I only feel an ounce, an ounce of what Jesus' family must have felt on that holy night. But this Christmas, we are perhaps a little closer to what the King James Bible describes as sore afraid when Scripture describes those shepherds whose wandering and fragile daily existence I can scarcely imagine. No one in this story had control over their life. No one in this story had the means to make another decision. No human being in this story was wearing a beautiful, clean, flowing robe. Don't believe the paintings. No one had a clean face or a full stomach. The Christmas story is a story of people who are on the edge scared, tired, and who have little control over their daily lives. Which is why the angel's words are so full of promise. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all the people. Do you notice how repetitive those words are? Good news, great joy. Get this, people. The last bit strikes me as well. All the people, 
all. It's as if the angels know that the shepherds are not used to hearing good news for them. Mary and Joseph are not used to hearing good news being good news for them. The wealthy, the Roman occupiers, the landowners, yeah, they get good news all the time. But the good news isn't for shepherds or Mary and Joseph. So the angels have to be clear. This is good news for all the people, all the people. Christians proclaim this scandalous idea that the infant Jesus contained the fullness of God. There's a theme in theology that wonders about God's decision to be born an infant. God chose the fragility, the vulnerability of a tiny baby. But that message is all the more magnified when you consider the circumstances into which God chose to be born. Perhaps the poet Madeline Lingle said it best in her poem, First Coming. He did not wait till the world was ready, till men and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady and prisoners cried out for release. He did not wait for the perfect time. He came when the need was deep and great. He dined with sinners in all their grime, turned water into wine. He did not wait till hearts were pure. In joy, he came to a tarnished world of sin and doubt, to a world like ours of anguished shame he came, and his light would not go out. He came to a world which did not mesh to heal its tangles, shield its scorns in the mystery of the word made flesh. The maker of the stars was born. We cannot wait till the world is sane to raise our songs with joyful voice, for to share our grief, to touch our pain. He came with love. Rejoice rejoice. We cannot wait. We cannot wait until we have our lives back under the illusion of control. We cannot wait until next Christmas to celebrate the good news of great joy for all people. Our world is ready. Our world is hungry for us to follow the Christmas story. Our world yearns for the balance that God seeks to create. This Christmas, if you are grieving like me, the Christmas that could have been, perhaps there's an invitation. Next Christmas, will we look backward to all the picture postcards of our childhood? Or will we look forward? Will we work to make sure that in the year to come, there has been good news, great joy for all, yes, all the people God came to share our grief, to touch our pain. But God came that the world might also rejoice. This might not have been the Christmas you would have chosen. Hello, lack of control. But in the midst of it all, God is still born. The news is still good. There is still great joy for all the people. Merry Christmas. Amen.